staying in Russia now, we continue our special series, Generation Putin, about young Russians who've known only Vladimir Putin as their leader. Today, what young women are fighting for. If you're a woman in Russia and you're hoping for change, you've got a challenge. Many in Russia don't care about your rights and your fight for equality, which means that fight is very different in Russia than it is here in the U.S. And let me just say up front that there is an irony here that's not lost on me. I'm a guy, and I'm about to talk to you about the concerns of women. And anyway, for the next few minutes, the women are going to do most of the talking, starting with Leda Garina. She's the director of Eve's Ribs. It's an artistic, social, and media project that's taking on gender discrimination. Marco. Hello. Good morning, Leda. I visited Garina in her home base of St. Petersburg, Russia's second biggest city. She's an activist with a theater director's eye for flamboyance because... She is the director of a local theater. She also knows the recent history of women's rights in Russia, which has its roots back in 1917. Officially, after the Russian Revolution, all women's rights were achieved. So therefore, according to the Soviet system, feminism as a movement had no need to exist. For much of the 20th century, the Soviet system was far from perfect for women. They still had to do the work at home and work in factories and were often the ones standing on food lines. But there was an understanding that, at least in theory, all Soviet people, men and women, were equal. The Soviet space program had a woman cosmonaut decades before the U.S. did. Down to Earth, in a conventional way, came the man and woman who'd been in orbit at the same time. And as the first ever space girl, Valentina Tereshkova, here with Colonel Bukovsky, has won a place in history. But when the Soviet Union broke up, the assumption that men and women were equal fell apart. Leda Garina says capitalism brought its own inequalities. Suddenly, there was this new pressure where women became objectified. That wasn't the case during the Soviet Union. This new Russia meant that women needed to look like super-sexualized models in addition to doing all the housework. Of course, these are problems that women are confronting all over the world. But a couple of years ago, Russia really set itself apart. The Russian parliament has adopted a law that will ease some penalties for domestic violence. Those who support the proposed change, including members of President Vladimir Putin's United Russia Party, say they want to protect parents' rights to discipline their children. That's the official line, keeping kids in check. But lots of Russians see it differently. They see a craven attempt by men to assert near-total physical control over their partners. Leda Garina knew these attitudes existed, and then this year they literally landed on her doorstep. We started getting many threats, including break-in threats. Garina's organization had created a women-only shared workspace in St. Petersburg. They called it Café Simona, named after Simone de Beauvoir, the French feminist writer. The idea was to make a safe space for women, free from harassment, judgment, or any form of male aggression. The idea split St. Petersburg. Feminist activists loved it. Traditionalists hated it. Then three months ago, on International Women's Day, a group of about 10 men barged into Café Simona. They broke in here carrying tons of flowers. Even when they were asked to leave, they didn't. They just covered the place in flowers. They had all these cameras. For some reason, they left the room and came back really quickly. At that point, one of the women sprayed them with pepper spray. 
естественно, они сделали то, что они хотели. Они сняли провокативное видео про агрессивных феминисток. Captured a provocative video about angry feminists. Garina says many saw the very existence of this women-only workspace as an insult to all Russian men. The flowers the men left behind at Eve's ribs, she says, may as well have been heaps of dung. She also says the incident was a turning point. Not just for Cafe Simona. Before the Simona story blew up in the media, the only people who came here were activists. Now all sorts of people come. About a month ago, an older woman from a small village came here. She told us that she absolutely supports us. Gaining the support of babushkas is a stunning result considering Garina's style. She takes a guerrilla approach to activism and likes to shock especially during big public events like the annual May Day Parade in St. Petersburg. Last year, there were four columns of feminists at the parade. Each one had more than 200 people. We were the brightest column. We were carrying a gigantic model of a vagina that was four meters high. This year, things were different. We couldn't go to the May 1st parade. All of our activists were arrested on the street. We realized that they were listening in on all our calls because that's the only way they could have known. All of our materials were confiscated because the government realized that they needed to fight feminism. Garina and her sisters at Eve's Ribs had been arrested before. This was not the first time. And it won't deter her. In fact, it fuels her. My personal goal is to spread the word about feminism. We need to be funny, controversial, sexualized. We can't only complain. I think that if we don't show that we can be aggressive, none of our complaints will be heard. Aggressive. It's a word Garina uses again and again. She's very clear. She's more interested in getting her point across than entering into dialogue with the critics. Zalina Marshankulova takes a different approach. She's 30, seven years younger than Garina. She takes her feminism to social media to talk directly with people. Marshankulova runs a channel on Telegram. It's a popular messaging app in Russia. Her channel is called Zhenskaya Vlast, or Woman Power. Her goal is to explain feminism to a mainstream Russian audience. I first learned about her when I came across a Russian Reebok commercial for women's sports gear. In the ad, we see several women athletes, a European wrestling champion, an MMA fighter, and Zalina Marshankulova. They're all saying modern Russian women should be assertive and independent. The ad is edgy for Russia, but nothing too controversial. The outcry came when the ad campaign posted this slogan on its Instagram page. Don't sit around hooked on male approval sit on a man's face. The main office of Reebok didn't like the ad, but it wasn't really my responsibility. I was just expressing my opinions as a blogger. Do you feel that ad went too far? Was it too much too soon? I think this ad was good for the Russian audience. I don't like that vanilla Western style. You know, be strong, women are great. The stuff you see in European ads, I don't like it. Whining and saying, let's respect women. This doesn't work here. People don't give a this isn't Europe, it's not America, it's a completely different mentality. You can tell that Marjan Kulova is frank in how she sees feminism and male-female power dynamics. Her Joan Rivers' Can We Talk approach has won her a lot of fans online, including men. Yes, I have uh, very much and very many uh, male support. Why is that? They understand what I want, and they understand that uh, patriarchy uh, kills men. 
too, not only women. If there's something unusual in how Martian Kulova is talking about feminism, it's because she herself is unusual in Russia, especially for women, it seems. I'm from a really small town in Russia's far north. So since I was a kid, I was always told, be modest, be quiet. But I was always wild. In eighth grade, when I was 14, I started working for the newspaper. I would write controversial stories and people would threaten me and tell me to shut up and be quiet. You know, this is the custom in our country. Here in Russia, you can't be the smartest person in the room. And that's what I always tried to do. Zelina Marshankulova and Leda Garina, the woman I met in St. Petersburg at Ease Ribs, they have different styles, but they agree on a couple of key things. First, they believe that the younger generation gets it. They don't need to go in depth to explain to most millennials and Gen Zers the fundamental reasoning behind why men and women are born equal. As Martian Kulova pointed out, younger people are constantly online. Many read English. They've been exposed to these ideas. And something else. There are many different schools of thought when it comes to feminism in Russia. For Leda Garina, that's a sign of strength. Some of them are radical and separatist. They want to work with women exclusively. Others are more liberal. I believe that all of these movements are important and are moving in one direction because they all influence society. I'm willing to work with everyone, women, men, animals, as long as we actually cause some change. One last voice now, and this from the useful perspective of an outsider. There is a more hyper-masculine way of interacting with my peers who are male. That's Emily Flamet. She's a college junior studying Russian through the Middlebury College program in Moscow. Emily told me the story, a snapshot of female and male interaction that shows that even in Moscow among Gen Zers, the unlearning curve of old habits is steep. Emily went out for coffee with a friend, a young Russian. I left to go to the restroom and came back, and he had picked up my backpack and was about to carry it for me. And I made a point saying, no, like, let me carry my own backpack. Like, that's something that I want to do. And he was offended, like, physically offended that I had actively defended my own backpack carrying. Perhaps it's a cultural misunderstanding, you know, different expectations, awkward outcome. But Emily didn't think the explanation was so easy. I'm a very direct person, and so I addressed it immediately and said, listen... I want to carry my own backpack. It doesn't mean that I dislike you. I think he was visibly frustrated. Maybe it's a story that points to more than cultural differences between the U.S. and Russia. Maybe it's that feminism is maturing differently there from here. Or maybe we as Americans are misjudging what progress for women looks like in Russia. Women in Russia are incredibly tough and incredibly resilient because they've gone through a lot of stuff. So does it take the word feminism for there to be a strong woman? If we're talking about strong women in Russia, I've met a freaking ton of them. American college junior Emily Flamet has the last word in today's story from Russia. Thanks to Charles Maines in Moscow and producer Daniel Offman for their help. By the way, our social media feeds are loaded with photos of what the three of us saw and did in Russia. Get behind the scenes and on the road with us. We're on Instagram at PRI the World.